On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I chatted with Suzanne Sinatra from Private Packs. Man, what an awesome conversation. We talked about crowdfunding, uh, which is something that we haven't talked a lot about on here, and how she was able to wa- uh, raise awareness and money with crowdfunding. Uh, and she just has so much to say. Um, if you're an e-commerce store owner, uh, you got to listen to this one. Uh, she was just a blast. Uh, and I think I made a new friend. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know something super exciting. We have rebranded our podcast to be the Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand Podcast. We're so excited about this because we want to bring you the most amazing content when it comes to your e-commerce business. We want to help you scale. All of that being said, we have an amazing resource that we want to share with you. It's calculators, marketing calculators to figure out how much you can afford to spend on your marketing. We've got three different calculators on the website. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator. Now, on to today's episode. All right, we are live. I am here with Suzanne Sinatra from Private Packs. Welcome to Seekers to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I feel like we've been we've been chatting for I don't know like ten minutes already, and I just wanted to get this interview started because you have such great stuff to say. Also, for, we are going to do this on video, and you are in your bathroom because you're in New York City, close to a subway. Yes. <laughs> We're sorry, and it's like not rush hour, but they're running constantly, and I don't want to have that in the background. So, you know, this is the bootstrapping life. I don't have an office, yeah. So I have to go to the bathroom, the oh, soundstage. That's... Oh, that's so awesome. Hey, the sound is great. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Okay, great. So my name is Suzanne Sinatra. I make therapy packs for their private body parts. And you're probably thinking, why would somebody need a therapy pack for their private body part? So our first design is for the vulva and a woman or a vulva owner. You don't have to be a cis female to use our product. It can be like after sex, before sex, childbirth too much soul cycle, spinning, ah. Brazilian hair removal, because that's really painful. Um, anything down there, we got you. We're do, we do conscience comforting. We want you to be aware of your comforting. Okay, so was this like a need that you would like hurt? Was this something that like, like was passionate to you or like how, how did you come up with this product? So before, I haven't heard, is there another product like this out there? I mean, there is, but like those, my competitors, which is definitely part of the job as a founder and a CEO of a company, you have to know what's going on in your space. Um, My one major competitor is Freedom Mom, and I have two smaller competitors, and they're focused on the postnatal market, so only for moms. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Cover the same body part, but different target market, whereas I'm everyone else. Yeah, gotcha. Can I just say, I love your copy on your website. Like, oh, thank I, you. I just like, your brand is so great. Like, you are the perfect guest to have on our podcast. I'm so excited to hear your story. So where, where did it all start? So I actually thought of the product after Brazilian Wax gave me second degree burn. Wow. And I came home and I'm like, I'm not putting peas on her. She deserves better. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. my background at the time, I worked in investment banking. In oh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. So it's very different than private packs. But when I shared it with my girlfriends, like, don't go to the spot in Soho because they ripped off my badge. 
Yeah. That's when these women that I've known for like about 10 years or so would share with me like, oh, Suzanne, I wish I had something like that after my baby. You know, I I experienced, you know, vulva pain that the doctors don't know what it is, but I'm still in pain and I need something down there to help me comfort the chronic pain that I'm having. Totally. And then that's, that's the research that I had to do to make it into a business, not just a product for myself. Well, and this is something I'm sure people, it's not like people are openly talking about this kind of thing. Right. And this was at a time when thinks the period proof underwear was now launching. So they were breaking open the door about menstruation conversation. And there's another thing about having a startup. It's all about timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's so, mm-hmm. so, so let, let's talk about how you guys got started. So we were talking about crowdfunding before. Can you mm-hmm. walk me through that and, and how that all worked? Was that your launch or, or did you come up with a product before that launch? So I came up with the product before my launch because I need to actually know what it looked like. Yeah. So I actually hired a 3D designer. Oh, cool. Who okay. Created, who created the CAD drawing and we sent it to a 3D print machine. And I had a 3D print model for three years. Wow. To show investors what it looked like, to show potential customers what it looked like, because there was nothing on the market like it. So three years before you guys actually went to market? Yes. Wow. I had a 3D model because when I was originally going to launch in 2017, yeah. I got diagnosed with stage two breast cancer wow. that progressed to to stage three. So that held us up a bit. Yeah. So after my last surgery, that's when I did the crowdfunding campaign in 2019. Okay. Okay. Crazy. Can you walk us through the crowdfunding campaign? Cause that's something on secrets of scaling. We haven't really chatted about a ton. I think crowdfunding is a really great tool depending on what you need it for. Do you need it to raise money or do you need it as a marketing tool to get that proof of concept out? Yeah, especially for products. And when you want to have investor conversations, they want to see if you actually have proof of concept. Do are people buying what you're actually selling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, when you do crowdfunding, it's really important that you read the fine print because I was not allowed to do my campaign on Kickstarter. In the fine print, it says that they will not promote any campaigns that heal. And I submitted it three times and they said no. So that's how come I ended up choosing Indiegogo. Now, there are other crowdfunding platforms like iFundWomen, and then there's equity crowdfunding like Republic.co, which gives away equity in the company versus like a reward backing, a reward program such as Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Why I chose Indiegogo from iFundWomen was a target market. Gotcha. And they actually had the network and the structure to amplify my campaign even more. So what Indiegogo did Once I reached 30% of my goal amount, they then promoted it on their social channels and their newsletter. And I became one of their top 100 campaigns because I didn't have a big enough network to amplify my message. Yeah, totally. And you wouldn't have built a list at that point. Not even close. Yeah. And the biggest lesson I learned was, even though I had a personal mailing list of 2000, my network did not come through. Really? Really? A lot of my, a lot of the people that I know did not back my campaign. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, and that, that, that was something that, it was very surprising, but a very hard lesson because the people that you know to get their dollars was harder than a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also in terms of the crowdfunding, it's really important to have your operations 
handled already. For yeah. instance, I could not secure a bank account ahead of the crowdfunding campaign because yes. the bank the bank thought that I was selling a sex product. And I had to prove to them that it was actually an FDA registered product that was providing therapeutic comfort to people. So I had to prove that that took 30 days to get done. And they really was ghosting me. But at the time I launched the campaign and every day of the, the first week, Indiegogo was like, where's your bank account? Where's your bank account? Yeah. Where's your bank account? And at that time, my goal was $10,000 and we were already at 12,000. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So really it is, it is important to have your operational setup already in check before you launch your crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good to know. Yeah. So make sure your ops are actually good. Don't just launch something without actually knowing what you're going to do with it. Right. Like in addition to your bank account, like have your Google pixel set up have your Google Analytics, have your Facebook yeah. pixel set up yeah. and attach it to the campaign and make sure it's working because at day 32, I didn't realize that I did not set up my Facebook pixel incorrectly and I lost 30 days of data. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Which is probably like thousands and thousands of unique IDs. Thousand, right. Like yeah. it was key and I didn't double check everything because I was worried about the bank. Yeah. 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 So yeah. have your house in order before you open the front door to let guests in. <laughs> that's good. That's good. We're going to use that. We're going to use that. Uh, that's great. So we talked a little bit about going where your community is because what you were talking about is maybe it's not necessarily Facebook and Instagram always. What were you talking about with that? Yeah. So because you need to, you really need to go where your target market is. So great. Our target market is millennials. They're on Instagram. However, it's for us going to where the symptoms live, which is like the childbirth. So we go on to Johnson and Johnson's baby center. They have a massive blog. So we go there and we talk to customers. We go into the beauty brand, like after the Brazilian wax, we go into that Reddit group and the subreddit groups. So go thinking outside of the box of the Facebook and the Instagram, because there's a bigger community outside of there going on Twitter following the hashtags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So are you doing that yourself or do you have like an employee that's doing that or, or what does that look like? So I'm doing everything myself right now yeah. because all the money that we raised on Indiegogo, so our goal was 10,000, we raised $22,303. Awesome. That money went all to production. Yeah. And we've had to source our product in LA and China and Shipping and duties is very expensive when you're doing a hardware product. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, has that been an issue during COVID, getting product in? It has been because a lot of the factories in China, I'm going to say all of them, did not come back after the Chinese New Year on January 18th. Yeah. And my factory lost their FDA certification, which is a problem because if you're bringing in a good from China, Everything gets checked at border borders and customs. If you if that factory does not have their FDA certification, because mine is an FDA class one device, yeah. customs and border patrol will either hold it and you have to pay to send it back or they will burn it. <laughs> Which you understand their job is to protect the country. Yeah, totally. And if they feel a good is coming in and is not protected, that's their right. Yeah. But it's your responsibility as a CEO 
again, building that that house, having that in order and making sure you are registered with the FDA and so is your vendor to ensure you don't make costly mistakes because mistakes are costly. Yeah, totally. This is something we don't actually talk enough about um, on this podcast. I mean, we're we're very like marketing centric, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But if you can't get your product in, and you're having inventory issues like that and you can't get it certified, that is a huge issue, right? All of that needs to be taken care of. Right, and in marketing, for instance, if you are registered with the FDA, it is against the law to use the FDA logo on your website or at any marketing material. Wow, wow, and are there- You could say say FDA registered, no, you'll get a huge fine. Yeah. But again, and again, you have to know what rules, what the rules are, so you know what to break and not break. I don't mess with the alphabet gang, which is the FBA, CIA, <laughs> INS, IRS, anything with alphabets. I don't mess with them. Do you know we're Canadian, so we we don't we don't mess with. So them. am I. Oh, are Toronto. you? Ah, Toronto, born and oh, raised. But you're a New Yorker now. Well, see. You're, you're more of a New Yorker than, uh, you know, I, I'm a Vancouverite, so. Okay, Torontonian. <laughs> but again, but also like you have to know, like for instance, for marketing, if you need marketing dollars and if you feel that it would be cheaper for you to buy your product from Canada, that's really great because there's a new NAFTA agreement. So yeah. there's even better trade deals. But again, you need to know what those are so you could spend money on marketing and really go hardcore with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because inventory is very, it's capital intensive. Oh, it's it's so capital intensive. With uh, with our clothing company that my wife and I have, we get at any point, I'm sure if I looked at our inventory numbers right now, it'd be like 500 grand. Like, mm. I, I just, it's so difficult. You need to have, um, I mean, for us, we bootstrapped, right? We were able to, to do that over the years. But if not, then you need to find a funding partner. Right, you need to find do. Some, somebody. Unless you're you're already independently wealthy, you need to find a funding partner. And to that, so now I'm working through the funding. Um, we're talking to venture capitalists, angel investors. The yeah. number one question they ask me: What is your marketing? How are you going to get the word out? And they want to see the numbers. Like, what is your customer acquisition cost per channel? Yeah. What yeah. is the amplification? So don't think that, oh, marketing is just some Facebook ads. You have to, I have to think out of the box for the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I got banned from Facebook because of using the word vagina. I got yes, banned. Yes, totally. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many rules with that. We're at, at our agency, we're um, Facebook marketing partners and um, all of our staff have to go through this like intensive course to basically know what words. Facebook blueprint. Is. Yeah. 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 And they always, they have to be like recertified and we just have to, yeah. And there's certain words that you're like, what? I didn't know we couldn't say that one. Yeah. 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 For what I do for my Facebook ad strategy, I don't use any of the hot words like vulva, vagina. And I also submit my ads on Sunday evenings at the lowest dollar. Mm. They get approved. And while the ad is running, I increase it. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's there's certain things that you have to do. So if you're in one, so for people who are listening to this, it's generally, um, you know, either startups or people all the way up to kind of eight figure businesses. 
Um, for those of you who are running um, uh, Facebook ads in hot um, areas like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, hot business areas like that, take this. This is really good advice. Just try little things at first, right? Make sure you get approved. You can even request manual re reviews. But the worst mm -hmm. thing that can happen is your Facebook ad is going to get shut down. Or sorry, your, yeah. ad, your ad account. Um, yes. It really sucks. It really sucks. And it's very hard to find someone to open it back up. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I, I think it's important to say, be careful of the name that you save the image as. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like know that. that I is save great. all my images private. as private packs. I don't save it as vaginal pain. Yeah. I don't do that. Or I'll say like itching because itching is a common issue women have with yeast infections. I'll say itching. I don't write yeast infections. Yes. You could say you could say childbirth, but don't say vaginal childbirth. Like mm. tears you could do, like keep it crazy basic. Yeah. Because all you need to do is just get approved. Totally. And then, and, and also this is something, uh, I was just doing some consulting right before this with mm -hmm. another agency. And we were talking about how to, what your job as a, as a Facebook marketer is, is not to sell the product. Your job is to sell the next step and get them over to your website, right? So if yes. you have information within your Facebook ads to get them over to your website, I think that's where you win, right? Especially in, with a product like this that could have the potential of getting your ad account shut down. Right. And it really is about finding the perfect sauce. Like yeah. it's either, and it's, I guess like progressive work because you're fine tuning your audience, you're fine tuning the copy, you're fine tuning the photo. Yeah. Yeah. So tell, tell me what's, what's working for you guys with marketing right now? Engaging with our community that make remarks on our posts on Instagram. Cool. Cool. Awesome. That's great. Do you guys and, have a, a VIP group at all? Not yet, because okay. I'm a solo founder. I am super busy in terms of raising money, building a supply chain and distribution model and doing marketing. I've had to be very careful in knowing what tasks have to get done first Yeah, and what I'm able to do. Totally. I feel like you probably I, have hundreds of empathetic ears right now listening to this being like, I've been there, I am there. <laughs> Right, and I, I cannot feel guilty and give power to not being able to do enough. No. Because totally. I'm That's already doing my best. Yeah. Right, right. And sometimes you just, like Nike said, you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Just post the image up and write a cute caption, three, three five words. Yeah. And that's better enough than not because, posting. <laughs> right, better than not posting. Yeah. But what I do think is important is replying to people that post under your, your, your post. Yeah. Replying back to those. Yeah. It's very important as a brand. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, one thing, if I can just step in first, like one thing that we've been testing out, um, with our clothing company and we're probably hopefully going to be rolling it out to a bunch of brands, um, mm. is responding to every single order with a personalized video. Um, oh, nice. And that has been phenomenal. The amount of feedback um, that we're getting with that, it's like a 70% view rate that we're sending out to these people. And this is like thousands of people that we're sending these out to. Um, uh, highly, highly recommend to anybody out there listening. This just sort of reminded me of that, of like, just engage personally with these people. I, I don't think, Suzanne, I don't think that you have the time to do that. <laughs> so I use a really great Google Chrome extension called Cloud HQ. Oh, okay. And you can add it as a button to a YouTube video. 
So what I what I've done, I've uploaded a video to YouTube, making it unlisted. Yeah. And use that button to add it to emails that go out to my customer. Oh, nice, nice. Cloud HQ. Yeah. We're gonna throw that. Cloud in HQ. And I'll, I can send you the link also. So uh, all my investors get a video link. All my consumers get a video link, and all my backers from the campaign get a video link. Well, the, and which, because yeah. Hmm? Because we're all home and consumers are smart as hell. They want to know who's behind the brands that they're building. Oh, that they're buying from. Yeah, 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 yeah. People no longer want to buy from a faceless entity, right? And those legacy brands? No, they don't. No, no. That's why they're all being scooped up. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to compliment you. I was going to say, it's that's why I think you're going to be so successful and why you've been successful up until now is like, having a face of the brand that actually cares, right? Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it, it, a brand with a voice. Yeah. Cause you know, what's that saying? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm. Brands want to know that the founders stand for something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. And they, they, will, they will be more supportive if they know that because like, and listen, the legacy brands are getting in on it too, because Parker and Gamble just purchased um, Billy, the razor blade company oh, for females. Okay. They know what they know what's going on. Oh yeah, and they're too old already, so they're buying up companies that are tapped into a community. So again, it goes back to marketing. It goes back to community building. Yeah, and engaging with your customer helps you craft the message that resonates with them to get sales. Yeah. Yeah, because there's other people out there like them, right? That are going to write that same message. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, I'm going to ask you my classic question I ask every single time. What is mm -hmm. your secret to scaling? Being attentive. Being engaged. Yeah. 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 I it's really believe it's hard. It's hard to scale, right? Oh but my it's God. like, Yeah. It's so it's good. hard to scale, but it's really like paying attention. I had this one customer, she bought two coal, two coal packs separately and she ended up paying $68. And I wrote her back. I said, why did you do that? Is it a gift? She's like, no, it's for myself. And I was like, but you can buy a two pack, any temperature you want for $37. I was like, let me refund you the money and buy a two pack. Now, yes, that did cost me money, but that referral Oh yeah. In the long run, that is going to be worth so much more to you. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. Cause I saved over 50%. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah. Uh, let's move on to our lightning round here. What is yeah, your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Canva. Oh, Canva. Canva is like, if, if you don't have Canva pro go get it because it's like, like oh, $12. Yeah. Yeah. $12 to be able to do like we used, we used to, get uh, I forget what it was to remove backgrounds. Now it's like 10 milliseconds. Click. Remove, yeah. Remove. Yeah. And then it also helps in creating your vision for when you do hire a graphic designer, you're like, I want these images. You draft it out in a Canva, really? send them the files, like make something from this. Cause this is what I want. Yeah. And you can move your whole, like all your brand colors and everything right in there. It's yeah. It's amazing. With the pro plan. Yeah. With, with the, the pro plan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast that you're listening to? I'm not a podcast person. I'm a YouTube person. Oh, okay. Favorite YouTuber. 
Uh, Refinery29. Okay. And I love, because I'm fundraising right now, the Hustle Fund. The Hustle Fund. Okay, cool. Hustle VC. They're very good at breaking down for new founders what you have to do to raise money. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something that I, I think in a future episode that I really want to get into um, with an expert in that area. Because uh, I think that it's incredibly important for people who can't necessarily just bootstrap their way um, to, you know, seven and eight figures uh, that, that, yeah, we need to learn how to raise funds. Because you have to tell a story to the investor about your story. Everything is storytelling. Totally. And it all goes back to marketing. Yeah. When I first started this company, I was like, now I understand why marketing is a whole nother degree. Yeah. Because this is beyond hard. And you really need to know what you're doing. Enough to get you by. But even if you hire someone, you should be familiar with the lingo. Like customer acquisition, which is CAC. Yeah. LTV, lifetime value. Yeah. To show that your vendor, like when I hire you guys, <laughs> I know what I'm actually talking about. So yeah. we can have a very progressive conversation. Yeah, totally. That's, uh, that's exactly, uh, it, it also helps after working for us with like, you know, I don't even know how many hundred clients or whatever over the past few years, it helps like the clients that are the most successful are the ones that know all of the lingo and they know what they're doing. They were managing it before and now they can see, oh, okay, this is what you guys are doing and they get it. Right. Um, those right. are the most successful people out there. So like I, my, my recommendation is like, go for it. Learn, like learn as much as you can about marketing. And there will be a point where you have to outsource it. It just, it just gets to that point. But you'll be smarter. Oh yeah. Why? Be open to the opportunity to be smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So much good stuff. Uh, do you have a founder that you look up to? I really don't. That's okay. Because That's I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm doing everything on my own and everyone is really just like, not really impressing me as I need to be impressed at this stage of the game. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. I do want to impress the younger entrepreneurs coming up. Yeah. I want to be the role model I never had. Mm. That's great. That's good stuff. Um, Suzanne Sinatra, where can people find out more about you? SuzanneSinatra.com. Okay. We'll or at privatepacks.com. And I'm very reachable. If they reference this uh, podcast, you know, there may be a discount in their, in their future. <laughs> awesome. yeah, tell, yeah. Yeah. Just reach out to Suzanne. We, we connected on LinkedIn, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So like reach out to Suzanne on LinkedIn again. I'm going to, I'm going to just do my, my little LinkedIn spiel here for a second. If you're, if you're a business owner and you're not on LinkedIn, you got to get on LinkedIn. It is like so important. Um, you are going to be able to find people, um, funders, right? People to fund mm -hmm. potential acquisitions. Maybe you want to acquire a company. Um, or you could just make friends, but it is so partners part. Yeah. Partners. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need to hire vendors at some point. Right. Um, yeah. there's all of these things and LinkedIn is incredible for all of that. And for a lot of the startups that are applying to like accelerators or incubators, the second question is always, what's your LinkedIn profile address? Yeah. 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 Totally. And they want to see, and you, you got to get to that 500 plus connections too. You got to get there right away. Like right away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suzanne, this was such a great conversation. I really appreciate your time. And I, I do yes. think, I think I'm going to get a lot of feedback from this episode. I feel like, um, like people will get a ton out of this. So 
Thanks awesome. so much for your time. Awesome. Um, thank you for having me as a guest and let's kick butt this weekend. Yeah. Live from the bathroom in New York. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Before we end, we just wanted to ask a couple of favors from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, can you please share it with your friends and leave us a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts? That would really help. Also, we have an amazing new free resource for you guys. It's Marketing Calculators. It'll help you figure out what your break-even return on ad spend is and more. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash marketing dash calculator to find out more. Have a great week.